0: and finishing your very own oncology case report. Save your seat today at the OncoPT.com framework. Again, that's the OncoPT.com framework. When we first start out as oncopts, it's very easy to get overwhelmed with the sheer amount of treatment that patients undergo for breast cancer. There's surgery, there's radiation, there's chemotherapy, there's hormonal therapy, there's immunotherapy now, and a whole lot more on the horizon for many of our patients. On top of that, they're likely on multiple medications to help manage side effects or diagnoses that they may have had prior to the cancer diagnosis or even developed due to their breast cancer treatment. So how do we keep it all straight? How do we cut through the chaos to understand and appreciate potential impairments that our patients can face? Here's how. By using a proven framework to guide our process and save ourselves and our patients time frustration, and wasted effort to gather the necessary, the crucial components of our patient's treatment history. And that framework is exactly what we're diving into in today's episode. Welcome to the OncoPT podcast, where you'll learn from oncology experts, practitioners, and patients to help you on your journey to become a confident and competent OncoPT. Here's your host, Elise Contu. Hey there, and welcome to this episode of the OncoPT Podcast. I'm your host, Elise, and I'm so excited that you're joining us again for another episode here. When it comes to working with patients, again, when we first get started, it's so easy to get overwhelmed with treatment. But it doesn't have to be this way. One of the best ways that we can actually not get overwhelmed, even avoid the overwhelm altogether, is through a framework. When I'm working with a patient for the first time, I use this framework in order to ensure that I get all of the important details about their cancer treatment history without getting lost in the weeds. I don't know about you, but I'm really good at getting down into the dirty, the nitty gritty details and then basically getting lost or so wrapped up in all of those to the point that the eval is almost done by the time that I look up. That's a problem, right? So I would really encourage you, now that I've kind of figured out what I'm doing, now that I've implemented this framework for the past couple years, and I'm actually, not to brag, a really good documenter when it comes to being effective with my words and my time, I really encourage you, take my framework, steal this framework, you have my permission, and use it in your own documentation in your patient interviews, in order to avoid spending, like me, 45 minutes of your session just gathering patient history info. Again, if you've laughed at me just now, imagining me spending 45 minutes, 75% of my interview time, of my uh, eval time with my patients doing this, it's so easy to do that as a newer OncoPT. It's so easy. Easy. It's ridiculous it's ridiculously easy to spend an exorbitant amount of time during the evaluation inquiring about a patient's cancer treatment history. And this could be for multiple reasons, right? Sometimes you're the one struggling. and I say, you with myself included, sometimes we are the one who is actually struggling through the information. Maybe we don't fully understand a particular cancer treatment. Maybe we haven't even heard of a cancer treatment before. Okay, raise your hand if you're driving the car, you know, keep one hand on the steering wheel, raise the other hand. I know this has been me. I have definitely had patients who have walked in, told me about a brand new cancer treatment they're on, and I've never heard of it before. Talk about feeling kind of small, kind of puny, right? But it happens, it happens to everybody. For whatever reason, sometimes you're the one who's struggling through the information when you're trying to get that cancer treatment history. Sometimes it's your patient who's struggling with that history, and this could be for multiple reasons. Sometimes it's hard to remember all the things that they've been through. I mean, they've really been through the ringer, right? It's hard to remember every single thing that they've done, especially when our patients don't have that much experience in the medical field when it comes to health and medications and pharmacology and whatnot. Sometimes patients have memory problems. Is this because of the cancer or the cancer treatment they're on? Did they have memory problems already? Any slew of things. I also am the queen of getting patients who love to tell me everything about them. Don't get me wrong. I love to have a conversation with a patient and talk about everything about them too. But I usually try to save that for our follow-up visits because usually we have we've got a little bit of a timeline we're working with that that, that Eval. Regardless of if it's you or your patient, or something else that's causing you to struggle with your time, making sure that you can effectively get all that information, here's what you need to do. We use our framework. We streamline the process of acquiring this patient cancer treatment history information so we make sure that we don't miss anything major. Again, one of the best things that I am really good at, especially as a newer OncoPT, is I would spend all this time gathering patient treatment history only to realize after the patient left that I forgot to ask him about X, Y, and Z. And it was a major X, Y, and Z. So by now, hopefully you appreciate how much of a framework can be important, but you might be thinking, Elise, I really don't want to have to rely on this framework for the rest of my career. And that's okay. As we get more comfortable and more experienced as an OncoPT, you may find you don't need a structured of a framework anymore. But in those early days, maybe you're still in the early days, but in these early days, anything you can do to ease the mental load of remembering everything you're supposed to remember means that you can show up with more energy and focus for the patient in front of you right here, right now. Now, it might be tempting to say, Elise, if I just memorize the chemotherapies and their side effects, I really don't need a framework. If I just know that information, then I'll, I'll be fine with my eval. But here's the reality, my friend. There's more than 100 different types of chemotherapies that are used for cancer treatment these days. There are new immunotherapies literally being approved and coming out for cancer treatment all the time. Every surgeon has their own approach, their own protocol for post-surgical care, etc., And I say this not to scare you and not to make you feel inadequate. That's the last thing I want. But I say this to give you the permission to not know it all. We shouldn't. Really. A, because it's too much brain space that could be devoted to something else. Like, what intervention should I use for blah blah impairment for my patient? And B, if you think you know everything there is to know about cancer treatments... You're missing something. Again, there are new immunotherapies coming out all the time, including for breast cancer. New chemotherapy regimens and new dosages for these chemotherapy regimens are being researched for patients with breast cancer every year. The only constant in cancer rehab when it comes to cancer treatment, honestly, is that there are going to be changes and there are going to be updates. So embrace the constancy of getting to learn something new every week. And yes, I said every week, not every day, because sometimes it's all you can do to stay afloat in these early days, these early busy days as an OncoPT. So when it comes to the framework that I use and the framework, I'm really encouraging you again, steal it, use it in your own stuff. First of all, first part of this framework, I actually do not start my evaluations with the history taking gasp. (gasps) Yeah, I know. Here's what I do first. I take the time first to listen to my patient's complaints, how their impairments are bothering them, and what they would do if they didn't have their impairments. And the reason I start with this, instead of diving in with what chemotherapy did you have, what kind of surgery did you have, when did you have radiation, the reason I start with the complaints, the impairments, and how they are affecting my patients' lives, is this demonstrates to them I care about them as a person and not just the chemotherapy, the immunotherapy, the surgery, etc. that they've been on. Once I've established this, again, this is really helping me establish that patient rapport, demonstrating that I do indeed care about their impairments, and that ultimately I am the physical therapist who can help them. Once I've gotten past that part, this is when I will usually dive in to gathering that patient treatment history info. And what I do here is I like to take things chronologically. It gives me an opportunity to understand my patient's path to get to me today? What was the journey they were on that ultimately led them to where they are today? And this also gives me a start on how to understand what to understand as far as what treatment likely caused which side effects for my patients. Now in this framework, I have included it in today's show notes. So if you wanna make sure and copy and paste that in, you can also find a little more information. I'll include this a little more at the end. So if you want to just listen right now and then copy and paste this later, not a problem at all. But here's what I start with. I usually start with surgery. And the reason I do this, most of my patients thus far usually start with surgery. Now, if they start with a different you know, type of treatment for their breast cancer, let's say they do new adjuvant chemotherapy, no problem. I just switch them. Not a big deal. But this is the framework that I use. Adjust it as you will. So when it comes to surgery, I'm asking what kind of procedure did they have? Did they have a lumpectomy, a mastectomy? What kind of mastectomy did they have? Did they have immediate reconstruction? If they had delayed reconstruction, I will ask about that later. Again, as part of that chronological time period here. I'll ask when was the procedure once we've established what kind it was and then what kind of complications were there? We're not yet talking about side effects, but a lot of times this conversation flows very naturally into side effects. Ideally, my patients didn't have any complications with surgery. However, we do have to be a bit of a realist um, here on the OncoPT podcast and realize that sometimes patients have complications after surgery. Now, asking your patient what side effects did you experience after surgery is a little bit of a loaded question. Some patients may not be able to recognize that blah blah side effect was as a result of surgery. And that's not necessarily their job. Their job is to live their experience and then hopefully tell us a little bit about it. And here's where I really like to cue my patients. When I'm asking what side effects did you experience after surgery, I will oftentimes give examples, very specific examples. Did you have pain? Okay, if yes, then where did you have pain? How long did it last? Tell me more about that pain, etc. Is that still what you're dealing with today? And ideally, because I've already established what their biggest complaints are, I can kind of start to already answer that question even if I don't explicitly ask it. So, asking them about pain, what about swelling? Did you have difficulty moving? Yes, okay, tell me more about that. Where did you have difficulty moving? How long did that last? Is that something you're still dealing with? Etc. Every patient's experience is going to be different, but again, by asking very structured questions, it helps me to elicit the information I'm really looking for and again, prioritize what is bothering my patient the most right now? What are the most problematic impairments that we need to focus our interventions on right here, right now? Moving into chemotherapy, I ask my patients what regimens were they on? And again, maybe I'm not using these these same words with my patients, but again, PT to PT, this is what we're talking about here. What kind of chemotherapy drugs, what kind of chemotherapy combinations were they on? How long were they on those? I, personally, am not super wrapped up in knowing the dosage of chemotherapy. Would it be helpful sometimes? Yes. But I try to save myself the mental energy here, the mental load. I need to know what chemo did they have for how long? Did they finish their whole treatment plan or did they have to stop due to different complications? And again, sometimes I'm asking this question now, sometimes I'm asking it a little later. I also want to know when they had this chemotherapy. Because again, when it comes to the different complications and side effects, this can help me determine, okay, What likely caused this? And like I said, some patients may not be able to identify that, you know what, my problem with blah blah started after I had this cancer treatment or whatever. But for some patients, it's very, very apparent what they experienced. So I have a radiation therapy example that we'll come to shortly. But it's really important that we are asking, you know, did they finish their entire chemotherapy regimen? How long did they have the chemotherapy? When did they have the chemotherapy? So like how long ago from today, the day of the eval that we're doing this? Were there any complications, especially if those complications made them have to stop or even delay chemotherapy? That's absolutely something we want to know about. And then asking them, what side effects did you experience with chemotherapy or as a result of chemotherapy? Again, cueing them, some of the common ones I see, numbness and tingling. we got some CIPN up in here, Falls and balance problems, swelling, pain, fatigue, etc. And then asking, when did these start? Did they start during chemotherapy? Did they start after chemotherapy? Did they start after a specific round? Again, for some patients, it's very clear. They can very clearly identify when this happened. Others, not necessarily and that's okay. When it comes to chemotherapy, again, repeat this as necessary for multiple regimens or multiple rounds of treatments. Commonly for breast cancer, we know that patients will go through some kind of like ACT program where they or you know, maybe backwards, it kind of depends. But again, what kind of side effects, what kind of complications did they, did they have with the AC regimen versus when they were just undergoing the Taxol, for example? Next up, I'll usually move into radiation therapy again, though. I let the patient, what was their chronological journey, and then reorder these as necessary. What approach did they have for radiation therapy? Was it external beam? Was it brachytherapy? Was it uh, proton therapy, etc.? And then how many rounds did they have? While it's helpful to know dosage for radiation, a lot of times my patients won't always know that information and again that's okay that's not necessarily something for them to know or that they need to know but by asking them how many rounds they got it gives me a little better indication of how many gray which is the dose for radiation how many did how many like gray did they likely have as part of their dosage ideally i could go into the chart and find this information but i don't always have that opportunity So again, rounds can give me a really good idea of what we're working with. When did you have the radiation therapy? Again, how long ago from today did you have the radiation therapy? What complications did you have from radiation therapy? Did you have to stop radiation therapy for any reason? Did you have to stop radiation therapy early compared to the original treatment plan? What side effects did you experience with radiation therapy? Thinking of pain, burning, skin discoloration. I think those are all pretty common. Did patients have difficulty moving? Did they have swelling? Did they have fatigue, etc.? And then I want to know, when did these start? Did they start during a particular week of radiation? Did they start after radiation? I have a patient who very clearly went through, she had neoadjuvant chemotherapy, she had surgery. And then later, she had radiation therapy. And for her, she really didn't have fatigue until radiation. It was a, like a night and day. She talks about it as like a night and day difference. And so again, for me, it's helpful to know that, man, that radiation is really what kind of beat her down when it comes to fatigue. And that was the source of a lot of her issues, which is really interesting to me. Anyways, I digress. Your patients will all be unique and different. This is just one of my favorite patient stories that I like to reflect on. Moving into hormonal therapy, asking patients what treatment are they on? When did they start this particular hormonal therapy? And then, this is kind of an optional thing, because not every patient is going to be here, but when did they stop it? Did they complete the full five or 10 years, again, depending on the plan here, or did they have to stop due to different side effects? And this is very common. This is absolutely one of the complications I see a lot of my patients struggling with. These These joint pains, these muscle pains, difficulty moving. Sometimes patients have, you know, weight gain and mood swings and all all kinds of things. Oh, hot flashes. My God. You know, a lot of these can be so impactful for patients that they actually choose to end their hormonal therapy treatment. The side effects are that significant that they are making the decision to do this. That's a big deal. That's absolutely something that we need to be aware of. As the OncopT. Wrapping it up with immunotherapy, what treatment were they on? Now, before we get into this, two more, I understand that immunotherapy is still something very new. We have a lot to learn about immunotherapy, and that's okay. But what you can start doing, even if you don't know that much about immunotherapy yet, what you can start doing is asking them what treatment were they on or are on. When did they start? When did they finish it? Have they finished it? Are there any complications that they've been experiencing? What are the side effects that they've experienced? Not did you experience side effects? The question needs to be what side effects? Every cancer treatment is going to come with side effects. It's just the nature of the game. So make sure that we're really capturing that, including with our immunotherapy commonly these patients can experience flu-like symptoms sometimes they even have more severe reactions to treatment but we need to know what those are and then also when did they start so that we can also keep an eye on them are they potentially progressing do we need to get the medical oncology team involved etc now you can apply this method these 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 frameworks to other treatments as well I anticipate that in the next couple years, we might even have a whole new type of cancer treatment we're working with for breast cancer. Or you may choose to apply this framework to other diagnoses that may have different treatments, such as last month we talked a lot about hematopoietic stem cell transplants. This would be appropriate here. But even if you don't fully understand how a cancer treatment can affect your patient, you can always Take down this information and look it up later. That is one of the most important takeaways of all this is by using this framework, you can then document the information, even if you don't fully understand it, even if the patient doesn't have all of this information from you, even if they can't identify that, you know what, after radiation therapy, my fatigue got really, really bad. Even even if you can't do that, it's okay, Because what you can do here is you can then look up the cancer treatment, see what are the potential side effects, see how they potentially affect a person's mobility, their function, their independence, their quality of life, etc., and then start to make those connections. So again, even if you don't know everything now, use this framework to take down that history and reference later. I would really recommend that you reference episode 206, which is how to use chemocare.com here on the OncoPT podcast for a fabulous, if I do say so, tutorial that I did on using this amazing resource. I still use it. I'm a few years into my practice now and I will probably be using it for the rest of my career. It's that good, y'all. I promise one of the best ways to actually implement this into your own practice is to make this a template that you can use in your evaluations. So I use Jane app as the clinic management documentation system for my private practice. I've used it for over a year now. Um, Highly recommended by my other cancer rehab private practice owners. So shout out friends. But what's so cool about it, and you you can do the same with other documentation systems, of course, but what you can do in Jane App is that I can make my own templates, and I can literally take these prompts that I give myself, this framework that I've made for myself, I can copy and paste that into a specific part of my subjective section, and then I'm automatically cued or prompted as I'm going through the evals with my patients to make sure that I'm taking down this information. Again, as much as we're trying to get that information, it's also cueing me to ask questions that maybe I've forgotten. Maybe I forgot to ask them about side effects from this particular chemotherapy regimen that they were on. Maybe I forgot to ask them about the complications that meant they had to finish, they had to prematurely end their hormonal therapy. This absolutely makes a difference for our patients. It makes a difference for their medical care, and it absolutely makes a difference for us. So whatever documentation system you're using, like I said, it's really easy to do in JNAP. I'm sure you can do it in your own, but copy and paste that into your own stuff. Make it easy on yourself to remember this information and then move on with the rest of your eval. Again, so you're not using 45 minutes of your 60-minute evaluation with your patient just to try and get out those details on what chemotherapy, what radiation, what surgery, et cetera, did they have. Now, a bonus point, or um, I guess this is a hack you can use to save even more time in your evaluation and what I would really, really encourage you to do. If you have the bandwidth and the time to do this, this is a game changer for your evaluations. Are you ready for it? It's going to blow your socks off. I think you promise. Gather this information before the evaluation. I know, I know. It sounds crazy. But here's what I want you to do. If you have the opportunity, if you have the availability to actually look at a patient's chart before that evaluation, even if it's like the morning of, grab that information from the chart and then use the eval to confirm that information. By doing this, you're using your time much more effectively. So a little more time on the front end means that you can save time during the evaluation. I'm already kind of doing my documentation in the morning, even before I see this patient. And then I can use my evaluation time to actually start implementing different interventions. Maybe I'm doing different education. Maybe I get to spend more time really explaining to a patient what this particular diagnosis or impairment means, how this intervention is going to help them with blah, blah, impairment. What does it mean that a patient might have cancer-related fatigue? It's endless, right? We know this. There's so many different things. But by doing a little extra work on the front end, we save ourselves time both during the evaluation and perhaps just as importantly at the end of the day when it's time to be done. By doing a little extra work at the beginning of your day, this means that you have less work. This means you have less work, less notes to do at the end of the day, and you can finish your day, go home, and start recharging and resting for the next day, for your next day of patience who needs you, who need your energy and your exuberance, your excitement, just as much as the patients that you saw today. So again, if you have the capacity, if you can start to incorporate this into your day by taking a little extra time at the beginning of the day to review the patient's chart, again, if you have this capability, or having them do some kind of intake paperwork that maybe asks them about their cancer treatment, and again, reviewing that before the eval, that is going to save you time. So you can confirm that information during the eval rather than taking it down for the very first time. This is probably one of the most underrated ways to really establish and build rapport with a patient because when you show up already having reviewed that information, man, you seem like a rock star. The patient feels and knows that you are prepared for that session, that you have showed up, you have done the work ahead of time so that you can be there for that patient to solve their problems and to help them get back to what is most important to them. That's what it's all about, right? So again, that little extra work that you can do at the beginning of the day ahead of the evaluation is a game changer, both for a time, but also for a relationship building aspect. Now, if you've identified already that you need a little extra help in the documentation evaluation department, don't worry because I've got just the thing for you. I have a downloadable called Document Evals Like an Expert that you can find at theoncopt.com slash evals. And this is literally the entire evaluation framework that I use when working with patients who have cancer. It goes over, again, how am I asking patients about their cancer treatment history? How am I screening them for the most important things that I know that I can help with? How am I even writing my assessment and my goals? in a way that communicates what's most important, but also so I'm not having to reinvent the wheel every single time. Again, you can grab this downloadable at the oncopdcom evals. While gathering cancer treatment history for our patients with breast cancer can seem daunting and feel frustrating, using a simple framework to guide your process can make the eval easier for both you and your patient. In general, patients really appreciate when you are trying to be thorough in your information gathering. The worst thing is showing up to an eval and making them retell their entire cancer experience because you didn't take the time to prepare for their visit. Until next time, this is Elise with the OncoPT. And remember, you are exactly the physical therapist that your patients with cancer need. So let's get to work. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the OnCo PT podcast. If you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, leave a rating and review, or support us on Patreon.